Hello, this is episode 130 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha. This episode is going to be on books for different personalities. This was suggested by a listener. I'm always happy to take requests. Um, you can find me easily on Instagram or Facebook. I keep my profiles public. For those people who don't normally read books, what should you be reading? It's only as I started to make notes that I realised the diversity of books I read. Most people go into one or two categories of things that they like. It's possibly why when I've written myself, I've managed to write books that draw in all of the personalities, regardless of whether they're strong feeling personalities or very analytical or extrovert or introvert. And I've been surprised that they appeal to both genders as well, because quite often with personalities, we get very distinct differences with the genders as to what they're drawn to to read. So it takes a lot of work to write books that draw in a lot of different types of people. So there's lots of books in the world, and there's lots of different varieties of them. And I think either you're a child or a teen who's in school who's been put off by the books that you're doing, or you're an adult that's still carrying the baggage of what you hated reading in school. Like, whoever thought they're reading The Mayor of Casterbridge would make you want to read books. I can't think of any book I did in school that I actually liked. I did a few I did a few years ago reread The Great Gatsby and finally worked out what it was about, but probably only after I saw the film, because I really couldn't understand that the description at the start of the book was a billboard. But it was only when I saw the film and I reread the book that I could appreciate what it was really about. So when I'm suggesting reading, there's nothing wrong with audiobooks. And in fact, audiobooks are a great way to maximise your time. And they're a great way to have something in the background that helps you to relax. And some people really love audio. And there are many fantastic audiobooks available. And in fact, for me, I think it's really beneficial to read biographies and to listen to the person reading them. Because it tells you so much more. So I've tried to break this down into different categories and sort of help people to find themselves. So if you like sports, if you're a person that likes watching sports on television, you'll like sports biographies, but you'll also like business biographies and quite often celebrities. And similarly, you'll enjoy radio plays. And Audible does a lot of short plays, um, Audible originals every month, and you'll enjoy those as well. Any of the ones that are particularly are more lighthearted. If you have a big feeling element to your personality and you tend to get quite emotional and you, it takes a lot of empathy to write crime. And again, there's very different types of crime. So personally, I've really been enjoying Anne Cleves, Shetland and Vera series, but particularly the Shetland series. Um, probably partly because when I finished up at a month at sea, one of the places I ended up being pitched back onto land with Lurwick in the Shetland Islands. It's not really where you want to end up, you know, in a tea room with dolies on the table and you're all sitting there sort of quietly rocking because you have seasickness or land sickness at that stage. But there's a huge amount of psychology um, and character development, and particularly the Shetland one because it's set in communities. There's a huge um, draw to reading about communities in that. And it's very similar to reading Agatha Christie for me. There's the same level of psychology and why people behave the way they behave. 
But if you're more analytical and more scientific-based, you'll be drawn to the more forensic um, writers, such as Kathy Rikes, um, Ian Rankin. And then there's other people who have a hugely more psychological element to them. If you're not somebody who doesn't get nightmares easily and doesn't create a lot of visuals in your mind, you will quite often enjoy going more towards the psychology trailers. Personally, I'm just too vivid and too visual. And if you're the sort of person who had a lot of nightmares as a child very effortlessly, you won't enjoy those books. But other people do. And Val McDermott is a great example of, you know, the sort of deep psychology writing of that psychological thriller element. If you're the sort of person who works constantly with facts, you'll really enjoy history. And quite often the older the better, and the sense of building civilizations. And those people often also enjoy video gaming a lot. You'll also enjoy a lot of popular scientists such as Stephen Hawkins. If you're the sort of person who tends to correct everybody in conversation on facts, you're the person who loves the Guinness Book of Records every year. But there used to be a whole series of books produced by Reader's Digest with a lot of facts. You also really love encyclopedias, the whole series of encyclopedias. And some of you will really enjoy collecting older encyclopedias and older maps and older factual data and seeing how that's changed. If you like solo sports, routine, setting goals, quite often cookery with a bit of a twist towards vegetarianism and veganism, I often find those people enjoy non-fiction books, such as um, Why We Sleep. Um, there's a whole series of books on you know, the psychology of you know, tidy spaces. and As teens, you tend to really enjoy Greek mythology. And also there's Phil Pullman in there, and quite a lot of essays as well. And in terms of self-help books, The Way of the Peace of Warriors is a great book. There are a lot of really sensitive, musical, quiet men who actually secretly really love poetry. And they're particularly drawn to people like Mary Oliver is a great example. But similarly, they also really enjoy philosophers. There's a sort of people who who send me um, quotes on philosophers and essays and ideas. If you're very nature aware, there's a couple of different types of people who fall into this bracket. And some of them are really drawn to spiritualism, they're very drawn to Oprah, a lot of the people that Oprah interviews. But similarly, they can be really drawn to very strong character-driven books. Um, Little Fires Everywhere is a great example of that. But there's also an eclectic mix of people like Rumi, uh, Cali Gabron. There are another whole clatter of writers that are incredibly aware, such as Jane Goodall, Rachel Carson. And then the other side of it for me, again, back to the sort of character-driven people, there's Fanny Flagg, um, Ali Smith, Maya Angelou. There's a French writer, Anna Gavalda, um, who I really enjoy. There's a Spanish screenwriter, Albert Espinosa, who's written quite a few short books. Quite a few, not all of them have been translated into English, but quite a few of them have. And some of them are very much in the sort of self-help type category of the sort of people that Oprah would interview, such as The Yellow World. But others are more fictional. When they're younger, these people can really enjoy Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Divergent series. And again, a crime writer that they really enjoy is the Robert Galbraith series. 
And I also really enjoy certain biographies, such as the ones that I've picked out are Agatha Christie, Eleanor Roosevelt and David Attenborough, are great examples. And the ones that are more driven back to the character books really enjoy the Brazilian writer, uh, I just call him the alchemist dude because I can never say his name properly, um, Paulo Coelho I think is how you say it. And the alchemist is kind of in, in one set and I've known a lot of boys who are particularly struggling with their sexuality who really enjoyed Veronica Decides to Die. But there's another series of books there, Breda, Adelphi, The Witch of Portobello, 11 Minutes, that have really deep themes in them that they can also really enjoy. So there's his, his writing isn't all set in the same way as The Alchemist. There are, for me, they're distinct categories and different people dip into different books. So I quite often find the people who like The Alchemist, for instance, really like Veronica Decides to Die. If you're somebody who's really drawn to the colour grey and to really kind of neutral spaces that are a little bit darker, I often find that these people love to find series of books and for there to be quests and heroes. And one of the series that they really enjoy when they're younger is The Ranger's Apprentice. But as these people get older, they really love uh, collections of letters and very specific biographies with insights into people. And they can also really enjoy true crime. There are another set of people who really love picture books, photography, art, travel. And one of the bizarre things that they also really enjoy is anthropology, um, such as um, living Danishly for a year, watching the British. There's a lot of very populist anthropology books out there they really enjoy. And another aspect that they enjoy, possibly for the same reason, is Sherlock Holmes. There's a set of people who really love the news, and they really like live comedy and comedians. And so they really enjoy people reading people such as Robert Webb, um, Lorinda Hart. And they like talking. And so they quite often like a lot of political commentary. At the moment, that can be as simple as Michelle Obama's book Becoming, um, Melinda Gates' Moment of Lift. I sort of describe it as the, our shared shelf readers, because I, I can't read all of the books on that. But one I have read is um, Outrageous Acts and Everyday Rebellions. And they love to talk about these books. They're the people who tell you about what they're reading. And they do really enjoy um, poetry such as Ruby Kerr. But as I said, there's a whole set of feminist books in there that I haven't managed to delve into all of them myself. The male versions will be drawn to the likes of Dave Williams and the political commentators of her time. There are people who love reading screenplays. They're often very self-reliant teen children. There's at least one word in every podcast that I struggle to say. <laughs> Reliant is this week's. Um, they really like graphic novels. They can really enjoy reading screenplays. Um, when you're younger, Harry Potter um, and the Cursed Child is a great one or Fantastical Beasts are both very accessible screenplays. But every Oscar screenplay is available as a PDF online. Um, some of the ones that I've read recently, I've read Little Women, I've read Lady Bird, Call Me By My Name is a beautiful script, Wild is a great script. But everything is available, and again, I've picked out the ones that I like. But every genre, every film that you go to is available to read as a script. And it's a certain type of reading that allows you to create the visuals um, within your mind and create the pattern and the, the setup. It's a bit like reading theatre scripts 
um, it's a very specific type of reading that can be really enjoyable. So I tried to give a bit of a whirlwind there. Like it may seem strange to suggest that somebody who reads Rumi and Gibran will equally enjoy reading Jane Goodall, but similarly Alice Walker and Maya Angelou and James Baldwin. But in some ways for some people, it's almost as if they see beyond their writing to the writer themselves. And in many ways, I think it becomes on, on what level you want to engage with something, whether you want to engage with the topic in a political sense to have a discussion around it, or whether you want to gain the facts and the understanding and the self-knowledge. And on the last podcast, I talked about the likes of Amelia Hart studying mechanics to be able to fly an aircraft. So there are people who love lifelong learning in that way. But similarly, there are people who are really drawn to superheroes and to legends. And then there are other people who really love the elegance of how you talk about emotions and poetry. And some of those people can be the most secret people who never tell you that they, they read and write poetry themselves. And in other people, for other ways, they can be really drawn to cookery and to art and to inspiration from books. So everybody has a slightly different reason for being drawn to it. Some is knowledge, some is to talk about it, some is to absorb beyond that, and some of it is to actually help to find themselves within the characters. And I think this is probably one of the reasons why I do suggest a reading list for everybody I work with, regardless of age, because there's so much more for you to tap into and the reasons why you do read. And it gives you so much more confidence in yourself in every way because you're growing in reading in different ways and in how you can actually engage with others as well. So it's a great time to explore this.